Hey, welcome to So You Want to Talk About Politics. I have a very special guest with me here today. She works for a congressperson. She's a businesswoman, a college graduate, and she also just so happens to be my sister. Welcome, Taylor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me. Really happy to be here on your podcast today. Um, so yeah, like you mentioned, um, native New Yorker here. I work for a member of Congress, and prior to that, I worked in the private sector. So really happy to talk to you today about you know the questions you have. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so our first question comes from one of my co-creators, Bitsy, and. Bitsy had this great question that I just thought was very insightful. So she would like to know, what do you think about the president's efforts to make it harder for people to vote and basically deterring voters in general in predominantly black communities? So I think that... You know, the right to vote um, is something that's so sacred, not just us as Americans, but in general, but specifically about, you know, those of us who do live in the United States. Voting is so sacred. It's something that over time has been expanded to add more classes of people. As you know, you know, African-Americans weren't allowed to vote. Women weren't allowed to vote. Um, Asians um, Latinos weren't allowed to vote. And over time, you know, the laws have been changed and whatnot to include people. But I think there's always been an attempt by a lot of people in power to minimize the number of people that can vote because, you know, if there's less people that can vote, there are less people that can have a say. And I think that continues to today whether we're seeing, you know, uh, modern day poll taxes like we're seeing in Florida um, or you're seeing, you know, just straight up voter intimidation. Some of the things that the president has said kind of encouraging his supporters to, um, you know, stand back and stand by or, you know, encourage people to show up to the poll sites and quote unquote, you know, watch people and keep an eye on things. I think that while some of the things that he says may not necessarily be illegal, there are definitely some things that he says that have been. And I think that regardless of what party you belong to, if you don't belong to a party or whatever, no one, it it should be easier to vote in general, right? And with that, We have to make sure that regardless of who's in office as the president, you know, members of the Senate, the governors, etc., that everybody has fair and equal access to vote. And clearly that is still not the case, not just in the South, but all over the country. So voting is super important and hopefully we can work to change that. Wow. Very... Very insightful. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that and how um, the president has said a lot of things that are not tasteful and also are illegal, like how he was saying that 
people should do a mail-in ballot and show up to the polls. But, you know, I just wanted to touch upon um, one thing that you said during one of his, one of the debates. He mentioned, like you said, stand back and stand by. And that brings me um, to my next question that comes from my other co-creator, Edwina. She would like to know... How did you feel during the first presidential debate when the president didn't call out white supremacy groups? And like you said, he said, stand back and stand by. What do you, what do you think about that? I think that being as somebody who's kind of seen the president and members of his party, some members of his party talk a certain way or have these dog whistles, you know, for... um racist kind of sentiments and things like that i wasn't surprised at all and i think that's part of the issue for us as voters and as americans i think there's a lot of people who you know when he when he got elected or right before we got he got elected we were told that when he gets into office he's going to be more presidential he's going to say the right things he's going to do the right things and i think he's proven that he has no interest in saying or doing, you know, the ethical thing, you know, for tons of different issues. But specifically regarding the stand back and stand by statement that, you know, was directed towards the Proud Boys when he was asked by um, Chris Wallace and Joe Biden to denounce them. I think, you know, just wasn't surprised by that. I was... um slightly surprised by that statement that he made but um i think uh, but i wasn't surprised about him not wanting to denounce white supremacy because let's face it he's his platform a lot of the things that he said and a lot of things he's doing is to try to capture support from white supremacists without outwardly saying it so i think it's incumbent upon all of us to really watch out for those things and listen to them and not just dismiss them as like you know him having a slip of the tongue i think those things are intentional that he's doing wow and i guess you know just to wrap this up i would just like to know we're living in such a turbulent time right now you know covid's going on there have been a lot of issues regarding social justice, you know, the attack on, in my opinion, people of color, specifically Black communities, and, like, the whole Black Lives Matter movement has been very prominent over these past few months. Um, I would just like to know what your advice would not only be to millennials, but, you know, like, especially to Gen Z, this is going to be the first time that many of them are voting, many of the, the first time many of them are going to these protests. And it's all amid uh, a pand, a global pandemic. What are some safe ways you think we could go about, you know, making change? And what's your advice to them to just, you know, begin their adulthood in this climate? Yeah, so I think the one thing about COVID is really that 
it's given not everyone because some people still you know have to go into work and whatnot but it's given a lot of people the time to kind of reflect and is really allowed some of these issues to shine through more whereas you know normally life is just so busy in the news cycle so quick that some of these stories you know would you'd hear about them locally but you never hear about them you know as a national story um but what i would say is that you want to keep in mind that what's happening now isn't the first time that it's happened, whether it be the pandemic or whether it be social unrest or whether it be the violence against black and brown bodies. I think the thing to remember is that, you know, it may seem like things are hopeless and that things are not going to ever improve, but you have to remember that life and you know, at least American society has gone through cycles over our entire history where there's been those who are in power or certain people that want to oppress other groups. That's happened in the past and that will continue to happen no matter what. I think it's, you know, very, it's nice to think that we'll eventually get to a point where there isn't discrimination and certain bad things don't happen to people. But I think, you know, that's a nice way to think, but at the end of the day, every single person, you know, every single young person coming up, old person, regardless of who you are, you need to continue to be involved and not just be involved when it comes to voting for president or even voting for the governor. You know, you need to focus on local issues as well. So many of the issues and the problems that we have, whether it be low income and affordable housing or police issues and whatnot, even if you don't live in a big place like New York City, let's say you live in a small village or a small town, you know, or a small city elsewhere. So many of those issues are happening on a local scale. They're happening in the you know, during the PTA meetings or happening during the city council meetings, during the planning board meetings. That's where a lot of this stuff is happening. And I think it's important that you recognize that collective effort, you know, of a group is what's going to help to propel us forward and hopefully try to eliminate some of these issues. But you have to remember that The president doesn't have all control of fixing every single issue in this country, and neither does the governor, and neither does, you know, your senator or your congressperson or whomever it is. So many things are done on such a local level, and I think because people don't maybe see it as important, those things get left to the wayside. But if you're, let's say, trying to look for affordable housing, you know, and you're concerned about that kind of stuff... The president's not necessarily the one to lay that issue at his feet. You need to reach out to your city council person, to the person on the planning board in your town or in your city, because those are the people that are actually cutting the deals with developers or with investors to give them massive tax breaks to build huge high-rises that have 10 out of 300 apartments that are somewhat affordable. Right. So the main the things that I would just say, don't despair and think that things will never get better because things will get better. But this is all a cycle. 
when people let up and people stop doing what they have to do, that's when situations like this occur, where you just see it seems like everything's going backwards, right? So you got to keep up. You got to work locally. And also, you know, like John Lewis said, you got to get in some good trouble. I think the protests have shown that. I think young people coming out and making their voices heard really helped to drive so much of the awareness around some of the violence happening over the summer and um, at least tried to, um, not necessarily the violence, but helped to really um, highlight some of the issues that black and brown people face in this country, you know, not just here in the U.S., but around the world, you know, if you've checked into the Ansaras movement in Nigeria as well. So you just have to keep being involved and stay up to date and know what's going on and don't expect any politician that's elected or anybody else to have your best interests in mind. You have to have your best interests in mind and you need to gather other people in your community to, you know, to come together and put pressure on the appropriate people to get what you want. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Taylor. And thank you to Edwina and Bitsy for helping me put this together. And yeah, have a good evening, guys. A good night, a good day. Whenever you're listening to this, just have a good one. All right.